This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today's episode will be the last episode in our friendship series when we talk about how to end a friendship. Neither of us have been particularly looking forward to this episode because we know it's kind of an icky topic. It's not something we really love to think about, but it is important to realize that not all friendships last forever, and sometimes it's for the better. So we're going to talk about why it's important to end friendships on occasion and how to go about doing so in a way that's healthy for both parties. Yeah, and I think another reason I was not looking forward to that this episode is because it's so difficult to navigate. So I'm kind of excited to get into talking about it and getting a better picture of what it looks like. Yeah. So before we get into things, I just want to say it's not always obviously appropriate to end the friendship. So as you're listening to this, don't immediately think, okay, because this happened, I must now completely cut ties with this person. Usually there are so many steps that we can take before we go to that point, before we get to that point. But eventually, sometimes we do get to that point. So we're going to talk about how to discern when that is necessary. So to start us off, I came across a passage in a book, ironically, last night. The book is called The Seven Levels of Intimacy by Matthew Kelly. I actually got this for free. They were giving it out for free at church, and I was like, okay, why not? And then I was reading it knowing that we were doing this episode today. It was just a perfect little passage. So I wanted to share with you what he says. He says, Some relationships are simply not worth saving, and some people come into our lives just to help us grow through a certain situation. So... Just because you were once close friends doesn't mean you need to always be close friends. Just because you were best friends in high school or inseparable in college doesn't mean you are going to be, or even need to be, best friends forever. Some people come into our lives at a particular moment for a particular reason, and that is enough. I think it's really important to realize that just because a friendship doesn't last forever doesn't mean it doesn't have value. We often, I think place we think that longevity equals value or importance but you can be friends with someone for a very short time and have that relationship really have a lasting impact on your life so it goes both ways obviously our lifelong friends are very important to us as well but just because you're not friends with someone forever doesn't mean that they weren't important to you or that they didn't contribute to your life in an amazing way. Sometimes it's just for a period of time that they're supposed to be your friend and maybe you connect every once in a while, but you're not besties forever and that's okay. It brings up the way you were talking about that makes me think about relationships, right? Like Mm -hmm. how, you know, not every relationship you get in is going to be the one and there are going to be times that you have to end relationships. Um, But if they're healthy relationships, then there's a reason that they were in your life. Same for friendships. And I feel like there's such this dichotomy between how people think of relationships and friendships, Mm -hmm. um, romantic relationships and friendships to clarify. But I think there's a lot of similarities and I think making those connections is important because there are times friendships need to end. And if they were a healthy friendship, even if they weren't, there's things you can learn from them and they were probably there for a reason you can yes exactly you can always learn something from your friendships I've learned 
So I learned so much from a friend breakup that I went through last year, and it taught me so much about setting my own boundaries and learning to communicate my needs in that friendship, which also we need to do in romantic relationships as well. So anytime that you do have a spat with a friend or you stop being friends with someone, it's really important to use that as a chance to learn and to grow so that your next relationship or friendship can thrive. Yeah, and I think um, it is important, just like in romantic relationships, to keep tabs on your friendships, right? Like like the passage that you read, Trisha, said that not everybody has to stay in your life forever. Just because you were friends back in the day in high school doesn't mean that they're still giving you those um, positive thoughts and, and growth in your life that that you need. And that's okay mm-hmm. because that's what life does is it allows us to grow and change. And that's something that happens naturally. And people go on different paths and change all the time. Exactly. And I think the people that we surround ourselves with should change as we evolve and grow. We want to surround ourselves with people who are either evolving at the same pace or are constantly challenging us to be better. So what can happen is, let's say one person has grown a significant amount in a certain area and their friend hasn't. So it doesn't mean they have to stop being friends with that person entirely, but they also want to find people who challenge them in that other particular way. So let's say, for example, someone is super into fitness. Joe just started working out and he's really into fitness now, but his best friend Larry is just a kind of a couch potato. Doesn't mean he and Larry can't be friends and do other things, but since Joe has a new interest, he probably is going to want to find people who challenge him in the physical arena. And now he has workout friends and that can help him in that facet of life. So we want to constantly surround ourselves with people who will push us to learn and to grow and to become the best person that we can be. Mm -hmm. We want our relationships and friendships to energize us. So I think once a person, if you feel that a friendship is draining to you or is constantly making you feel negatively, that's when it's time to question, okay, how sustainable is this friendship? How much longer do I want to keep this in my life? Yeah, and going back to the Joe and Larry situation, I think that's something that, you know, happens all the time. But I think they can still be friends, of course. It's just making sure that Larry, the couch potato, isn't holding Joe back by saying, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. Um you don't need to do that anymore. Wow, my voice got so low, um, <laughs> being Larry. But um, I think that's important, too. It's something we've talked about in previous episodes. Support your friends and whatever. And if they're holding you back, if they are impacting you negatively on the growth that you want to do, then there's some things you need to think about with that friendship. Yeah, and I, it's okay to have friends that encourage you in different arenas. It's rare that you're going to find someone that gets you in all parts of life that's okay but once as I mentioned once you feel that they're bringing you down that's when you really want to stop and evaluate what you're doing because we are so influenced by the people that we spend our time with I think there's a saying that's like you are this combination of the five people you spend the most time with so you want to surround yourself with people that challenge you and make you grow and lift you up and so if you think about the people picture in your head right now the people that you spend the most time with 
Are you excited to be around them? Are you energized talking to them? Do they lift you up? Or do you not look forward to having a conversation with them because you know, ugh, this is going to be tough or this is always, I always feel bad after I talk to this person. And if it's the latter, you want to first figure out why. Maybe it's that person is stagnant in an area where you've been growing. Maybe your friendship has reached a plateau. Maybe you just don't have similar interests anymore. And then before giving up on the friendship entirely, you always want to make sure that you've done everything you possibly can to make the friendship thrive. And then once you've done everything you can, then it's okay to say, okay, maybe this is worth having a discussion about not being friends anymore. But first, before you even get to that point, you want to discuss with the person what you feel is limiting the growth of the friendship and then see how you can navigate that together. Yeah. Um, This brought up a story that my friend told me that kind of goes against what you just said, but in a different way. So this is a really sad story, actually. So my friend's friend and a whole bunch of her girlfriends went to like Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic um, somewhere, like an island area. And one of the girls got really sick, like hospitalized. Um, And literally none of the girlfriends that she went on the trip with stayed (laughs) and they just left her. They all went back to the America. In Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. And they were like, good luck. I hope you get better. Let us know when you get back to America. And so she was in this foreign country. I forget where it was. They didn't speak English was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of modern medicine. It was very scary. So her boyfriend flew out to that country to be with her when her friends all left. And they were like, sorry, the trip's over. Gotta go. So there are times to definitely talk through things but there are other times like that when it's like oh that showed all of their true characters mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> there's things that can validate being like oh no we are done because it's a big character flaw that there's no reason to talk through it right yeah actions speak louder than isn't words isn't that crazy though <laughs> I was in that shock when I heard that story I feel so bad for that girl I, well, you know she, she learned like- so much and again she was able to end those friendships rightly so and surround herself by the people that she knew and loved that you know held worse they're supporting her through that time yeah but what stinks about that situation is she wasn't able to say like hey did I do everything to repair this it was just like it kind of happened on her it wasn't her decision yeah yeah so that's kind of sad but yeah that definitely so what we're saying about make sure you put all the work in first is not always practical and it's not always possible in that case like someone betrayed you so therefore maybe it's not worth working through and that's when I think it's really important to know your boundaries and you might not even know that's boundary but I would probably have the same boundary (laughs) if someone left me in a hospital in a foreign country like that's not grounds for good friendship but if you really think about what you're willing to accept and tolerate in other people that can help you as you navigate which people to keep in your life yeah and I was thinking too like there might have been red flags that she ignored previous to that big event that kind of showed their true character, like all of their true characters, I guess. Um, So making sure you're, again, keeping tabs on if people in your life are positively impacting you. Yeah, so this is all reminding me of my big friend breakup story that happened last year, and I don't feel bad talking about it because this girl who – 
is not named Angelica, but that's what we'll refer to her <laughs> as in this podcast. Of rugrats. She, yeah, I know. So she is aware that I will be talking about this on the show for the sake of teaching people. So what happened, to make a long story short, I was friends with Angelica, and we were part of the same friend group, but in the, from the very beginning... She would never respond to our friend group's group texts. She would always text me separately. And all of the other girls in our group text would ask me why I put up with that. She'd say, why doesn't Angelica ever text the rest of us? Why does she only text you? It's really rude. And so that was kind of a red flag that I ignored because I was the one being given the attention, I guess. I was the one that she trusted and confided in and texted. But then she would always kind of flake on us. So even if she texted me and said she was coming, she wouldn't show up and things like that. I didn't really care because I was with the group. As time went on, most of the members of that friend group moved away and she and I became a lot closer of friends. She would continue to do things like that though, where she wouldn't show up to something when she had made plans or she would she would never cancel the plan, though, is like we'd have plans for Friday and then come Friday, I'd say, OK, I'm on my way. And she'd be like two hours later, like, oh, I'm I made other plans. And so there were times that I was literally stood up at a location and that was just that was not OK. But I was so patient. I'm a generally patient and forgiving person. And that's something that I, I like to be almost in this case to a fault to the point that I wasn't setting my boundaries and I was constantly forgiving her. And then it, it eventually, I talked to her about it. I said, you know, this is not okay. You can't do this. I eventually had a big discussion with her. And I said, look, Angelica, you just can't treat people this way. You need to make a plan and commit to it or say no if you don't want to hang out. And what I learned from that discussion is she was saying she's always had this problem with all of her friends. She lost a lot of her friends from her previous life because no one would put up with her. That's why she said she really liked me, is that I was very patient with all of her shortcomings, which I think is necessary in a relationship. We have to, like, no one's perfect. But she also told me that she was afraid to say no. Mm. She's like, I would rather just say yes so I don't have to deal with the discomfort of telling you no. So then I tried to explain to her, just lesson for anyone listening, say no <laughs> if you're not going to go. Don't say yes and then bail. Say no, it's okay, people can take it, it's not the end of the world. So she was afraid to say no to me, and so we had this big discussion, and then she's like, thank you so much for pointing that out. She had actually been talking to a guy at that time, and she was, things were kind of getting rocky, and then after our discussion, she was able to repair things with him, because she'd been doing the same thing to him, they ended up dating for like a year, but after this discussion, I was waiting to see her change, and she never did. And that's when it's like actions speak louder than words. You can tell me that you agree. You can tell me thank you for helping you with this. But unless you actually start treating me with respect, I can't continue this friendship. And I told her that up front. She still didn't change. So then we had another discussion and I was like, I can't keep spending time with you. She didn't take it that well. She, anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get into how she reacted. But at the end of the day, while I'm sad that the friendship didn't work out, I can look on that, look back on that without any animosity towards her because I know that I did everything that I could and I really tried and I forgave her and I set my boundaries and I told her explicitly, this is what you did. This is what I need you to do in order for us to keep being friends. 
She didn't do it. And so we're not friends anymore. And it's better for me because every once in a while when she reaches out to me and I think, oh, this is nice to hear from her. She'll say something that really hurts my feelings and then it ruins my entire vacation <laughs> that happened recently. And it's like if, if someone is constantly putting negative energy into my life, that's not something I want to keep around. And I have no hard feelings towards her. We had a great friendship when we did have a friendship, but there are certain things I just couldn't tolerate anymore. So the point of all this is have the conversation, do the work that it takes. And then that way, if it fails, at least you can wipe your hands clean of it and say, look, I did everything that I possibly could. I don't feel guilty for how it went down. Yeah, I think, yes. First of all, I was I was really proud of you when that was going down, that you were doing the work, like you said. I was really impressed because that's so scary <laughs> to do and confront someone like that. I was really impressed you gave her a second chance. And then when the second chance didn't happen, like, the end. And it wasn't being very productive for you and your brain and your growth and yourself. And so that's what you needed to do. And, you know, maybe in the long run she will learn from it, maybe not. But I think the biggest thing is that you are a stronger person now and you have kind of kept the positivity in your immediate circle. Yeah, what I think, so it wasn't, I definitely didn't act perfectly. It took me a long time to get to the place where I talked to her about it. But it taught me a lot about reading red flags, Mm. like you mentioned before. She had told me that she would make plans with people and always have a backup plan and, like, have a plan B. I should have – I thought I was exempt from that. I would never be her plan B, but obviously I was a lot because she bailed on me a lot. And, like, that's a red flag. If people are saying things that you don't like about the way they treat other people, pay attention. Yeah, if their values aren't in line with yours. It's a huge thing. Exactly. We have totally different values. Totally different values. And I knew that, but I put up with it because I guess I wanted a friend. We had fun when we were together, and I was looking more at the shallow surface level things as opposed to the deeper values, and I wasn't asking myself, does she lift me up as a person? The other thing that really triggered me to have this conversation with her is I realized that I was complaining about her so much. Like, I would tell the story about what she said to me or what she did to me all the time to so many different people, and I was like, wow, I don't like gossiping about people, and all I'm doing is complaining about this girl. She should not be my friend, or something has to change. If I'm talking... I want to talk about my friends in a positive way, not like, oh my gosh, can you believe how much this girl hurt me again? Yeah, because then that's proof they're not your friend (laughs) or they shouldn't be Mm -hmm. right and I think that's really important to keep tabs on I've said that so many times but just keeping tabs on what it's like the other thing though is our friendship her and my friendship didn't work out but that doesn't mean her and someone else's friendship won't work out or that mine and someone else's friendship won't work out doesn't mean people are bad people just sometimes people aren't good together and so that's another thing. It's okay to not be friends with everyone because not everyone is going to get along super well. Yeah, and I think, again, same with romantic relationships. It's so common. It's so There's so many similarities that we don't equate to friendships that we do need to kind of keep t- think about friendships like that too. Um, and yeah. that's also not to say in 20 years, maybe Angelica and Trisha run into each other and it could change. Like, like we talked about, people change. Mm-hmm. And 
not to say like hold out for that Trisha, <laughs> but like, yeah, if that happens, you know, that could happen. Yeah. So that's, it brings up a good point of don't hold grudges because I think that's also just negative energy inside you. So yeah, I love that. Actually, I hadn't thought about that previously, but when you end a friendship, as I mentioned, try to do it so that you have no negative feelings about the experience. Maybe it's sad that the feeling ended, but, or that the experience ended, but not if you know that you did what you could and that you tried, you won't probably feel regretful that it didn't happen. And so don't hold grudges because grudges aren't going to help you. And let's say I do run into her in the future and she does a lot of work on herself and she's totally changed. Then I would be happy to be friends with her again. But if I'm sitting here for the rest of my life thinking, oh my gosh, that was such a terrible experience. It burns a hole in my stomach every time I think about it. That's only hurting me. Yeah. Something else that I wanted to chat about is there are those times you have to confront someone and do all that work and things like that. Patricia, do you think there are other times when it's okay to let it fade a little bit? Yeah, so this is tricky because you never really want to ghost someone. We actually had a listener question ask saying, I don't want to ghost my friend, but I can tell this friend is not healthy for me anymore. So I would encourage you if it's possible to have a conversation, that's good. Another way would be to be an example for the friend. So let's say the friend is doing something that really bothers you or always standing you up and then one day they don't stand you up and say I love it when you keep your plans like that's so important to me or something like that where you are providing an example or of a way that they could improve the friendship but also I've also been in friendships where it just kind of slowly fades and I know that they're not bettering me so I just kind of stop reaching out to them there was one time that kind of came back against me and my friend was like why did you just stop hanging out with me like she could tell and so I didn't ghost her and I did eventually have a conversation with her it probably would have gone better if I'd had the conversation sooner but what I was also thinking is if you prioritize rather than dwelling on the people that bring you down if you prioritize the people that bring you up and you spend most of your time with them You're not going to have much time for the other people who don't add value to your life. It's like if I make a point to eat eight servings of vegetables and five fruits and whatever amount of protein per day, I'm not going to have that much time to eat chocolate cake as much as I want to. Whereas if I focus on not eating chocolate cake, that's all I'm going to think about. So if you focus on the good in your life and the people that really push you to be the best version of yourself, then you're not going to have too much time or energy for the other people. Yeah. And I think your situation is unique because you were wanting to fade and she wasn't. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it is okay to also notice if you are wanting to fade and the other person is also fading as well. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something that happens too. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just going in different directions over things. I think that's something important to kind of notice, and if that happens, that's okay, too. Um, Yeah, some friendships will just fizzle out because you're not in the same place anymore. You just stop hanging out, and that's okay. You don't have to formally end everything. I think that happens to me more often than not because I have a lot of long-distance friendships, and so Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work, like we talked about in our episode, um, to obtain a long distance friendship. So those will naturally fade out 
more often than not. And I think it would be weird and awkward to call someone long distance and be like, hey, I don't think, <laughs> you know, this friendship's super yeah. worth it anymore. Um, well, yeah, because if you have friends from different chapters of your life, like I think of people that I was close to in college that I have no hard feelings against. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that would be nice if we were still friends, but I don't have, you know, life happens and I'm not upset that we're not friends and anymore. And growing apart is a huge part of this ending friendship type thing. You can grow apart and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in the same space as someone and you know you're going to see them frequently, that's when I think it's important to have a conversation. It, like, Yeah, that's the good mm-hmm. um, line because that, coming into this episode, I was like, how do you know when to like have the upfront conversations or when to not? And I think that's a good point. Like, If you are sharing the space in the same city, in the same class, in the same workspace or whatever, that's something where you can't avoid it and you have to kind of make those calls to try and repair, to try and end whatever – stage you are in but also I think if you have any emotions behind it you should have a conversation because it'll make you feel better so thinking about the person that I mentioned briefly that I kind of just stopped reaching out to once she called me out on it and I was able to tell her what bothered me about our friendship I felt so much better whereas if I never told her if I just fizzled it out and ghosted her I didn't ghost her but like stopped reaching out and stop prioritizing her and never told her why. I don't know if it made a difference to her, but it would have made a difference to me because I would have been like, you know, I never told her it really bothered me when she would say those really mean comments about my appearance and stuff like that. Like she was doing these things and didn't know and by te- or didn't know that it hurt me and by telling her that it hurt me, hopefully that'll help her in her next friendship with someone else. So we also want to be courteous of what the other person's feeling and try to make even a negative experience, help the other person grow. So even with Angelica, like we're not friends anymore, but it helped her relationship with her boyfriend and maybe it'll help her friendships in the future. And part of me, you know, the human part of me wants to be like, ugh, I don't want to help her. But the realistic thing, the reality of it is that why not help her? Mm -hmm. We're all in this life together and abundance, not competition. Everyone should succeed. And so if me being in her life helped her in some way, I would rather that than have it be negative for both parties. Yeah. And I think not going into that conversation being like, I'm going to help this person and change them. I think that's, um, not healthy, but I think if you do it from a space of like, I want to share how I'm getting hurt. And if that changes them, great. If they're ready to accept that, great. If not, they're not ready. That's a good way to mentally go into it too. That is such a good point. I didn't even think to mention that. But yeah, you don't want to go into it saying you have to change X, Y, Z. If you try to do that with a romantic partner or with a friend, that's not going to work. But what I think is helpful is to say what is not okay with you to set your boundaries. So for in my case, it was when you stand me up, it makes me feel very small and that you don't care about me. And then she can say, oh, what, where I was coming from was I didn't want to tell you no. And I thought it was better to say yes. And then I explained to her why that wasn't true for me and how I needed to be communicated with. And I said, this is how I'm feeling. Take it or leave it. If I, said, if I just blatantly said, okay, here's what you need to change. Do it now. No one's going to do that. You need to go into the why behind it. So that's And the why really for important. you. I think that's a good qualifier too. The why for you. Because – hey, maybe Angelica and this other girl that she's friends with 
that works for them that she stands him up or what? I don't know. <laughs> she said that. She was like, my other friends are fine when I do that. Right. And I was like, cool, I'm not your other friends. Yeah. yeah. Every friendship is an individual friendship. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> How interesting. Yeah. So the point is, don't go in saying, like, you have to do this, this, and this, but really t- let it be an open discussion and ask your friend, why are you doing these things? Or maybe it's not that they're doing anything blatant against you. Maybe it's like we were saying before, you're just not growing at the same pace. And so you feel like that person is not lifting you up anymore. In that case, I would encourage you to help them grow along with you and share the types of experiences that you're having and share the articles that you're reading and the podcasts that you're listening to that are lifting you up and making you a better person. If they're receptive to that, then you guys can learn and grow together. If they're not, then again, find people who are on that level with you and surround yourself with them. Yes. (laughs) Totally agree. And also knowing that like those kind of friendships might go through different phases of types of friendships, right? They might be your like everything when you guys were five and six, but then as you grow and move apart, maybe that friendship changes, but you're still together. Like friendships also have different phases too. That's kind of the beauty of friendship versus relationships because you can have multiple and mean different things to you and they shift and change. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And as time goes on, see how the friendship can evolve. And if something has, if your friendship has reached a plateau, try to see what you can do to diversify it and what new topics you can talk about. Refer to our previous episode on up. deepening friendships. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Cool. Jinx. So my take home for today, since I know you don't like going first, <laughs> my take home today would be as you go through life this week, simply pay attention to whether or not you are gossiping or speaking negatively about anyone in your life. If you are talking ill of a person, even if it's not your friend, it could be your colleague, it could be the cashier at the grocery store, I don't know, just pay attention to if you're talking badly about someone and figure out why. There's probably a reason there. And if you are doing this consistently, think about how you could repair that relationship so that you don't have these negative feelings towards that person that you may not have even realized you have. So first step is just pay attention to whether or not you are gossiping or talking about someone else. I like that tape coma. I'm going to use it too because I'm trying to think of like, this is such a gray area. There's not many like objective tasks you can do with it. But I think the way Trisha worded that is just, you know, noticing more about how you're feeling with your friends in that kind of way. How are you speaking about them? I think it's going to be the biggest eye opener and gate opener to what you need in your life and how you can, again, go forward with that. Yeah. Another uh, helpful exercise from the book that I mentioned earlier that I'm reading, he was saying, write down the ways that the people in your life make you a better person. Mm. So for example, Molly helps me grow in so many ways. I could list the ways that she inspires me to be more empathetic, more kind, more thoughtful, a better clinician, and a better podcaster and all the things that she does to push me to grow and thrive. So if you do that with five of the people in your life, that can also put things into perspective and help you appreciate the good people in your life that you don't have to consider working out these problems with. Yay. That made me feel so good. Thank you. 
(laughs) All righty. Thank you guys so much for listening to this topic. It's not an easy one, but we appreciate you listening and um, growing with us in this awkward topic. (laughs) If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, please feel free to email us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're starting to get more active on those, posting some articles we really like. Um, And Twitter. Twitter, yes. I always forget about Twitter because I don't have it. Um, But Twitter, (laughs) yes, same thing. And we love you guys. Also, um, reviews and ratings on iTunes are super helpful. It kind of lets us know, gives us some feedback, and then it gets other people to know about the podcast too. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. 